0: Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Welcome to the month of March and another edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. Hi, my name's Eric Smith and across from me, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. Spring's on the way. Yes, sir, it is. It's really exciting, especially working outside like you do all the time.
1: That's right. It makes it a lot better and the long days really help
0: us out. Donnie works with Sure Top Roofing, and he also, as I said, is a general contractor. So his gig is houses from the top to the bottom and the inside and the outside, and that is now basically what we do on this show, the Carolina Contractor Show, is we like to talk about your house. Donnie, you even once said, uh, if you have a garage, you'll want to listen to this show. (laughs) Right. Because a garage is where we like to putter and and try to fix things and and build things and whatnot.
1: Right. We've got a lot of garage listeners. We have folks who still keep the radio in their garage, and they- religiously listen to us when we air uh, at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah. So if you're one of those people, stay tuned. And if you want to learn more about the show while you're listening, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. We got links to the Facebook page and we got Instagram links and I I use it as a way to stalk us or I stalk Donnie and he stalks (laughs) me. And we've got ways for you to listen to the podcast. We've got a bunch of shows from the past uploaded on the website. And it doesn't matter what platform you use, you can download the podcast and listen to it. Do you have a question about your house? Ask the contractor again, Donnie Blanchard, general contractor. Doesn't matter what it is about your house. And it doesn't technically have to be about your house, just something on your property. Maybe it's a pool or a barbecue or a tool shed or, or drainage system. Again, hit the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Now, speaking of past shows, Last week, we had the guest on from A&E's 50-50 Flip, and Mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: that's probably one of the better shows we've ever done, and they're really professional. So with a whole season under their belt doing a TV show, they didn't get what you call the red light syndrome, and they Mm -hmm. really, uh, I think the conversation flowed so well. But more than anything, when I look back on our show notes it was very informative. I think if anyone were looking to get into that trade, they really talked about a lot of things that are important, and they're doing it on a smaller level. So uh, really anybody who has the means and a, the motivation to do something like that could get right in there and do the same thing they did.
0: Yeah, and in case you're not familiar, basically what fifty fifty flip is, is they buy houses in distress usually, but they don't, they're not buying $800,000 million right. houses. They're buying uh, cheaper houses. But they only invest 50000 in renovations, mm-hmm. and they give themselves 50 days to make the flip. And you can catch that show on A&E. It's Saturdays at noon, and I think they're getting ready to film a second season?
1: Yes, sir. That's in the works. Uh, I believe that's coming in just a few months, late spring.
0: Well, we need to have them back on very soon. That's a great idea. That'd be really cool. All right. Today's subject is talking about houses and building again and and more generic, though, construction. Mm -hmm. And think back, when you were a little kid, what did you want to do when you grew up?
1: Oh, gosh, I really didn't know. Uh, Not construction for sure, but that's where I ended up.
0: Yeah, I wanted to be the backup guitarist for Eric Clapton. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I really did. But we all have these dreams of what we want to do. And then you get into like middle school or high school and you kind of get an idea of what interests you. What if your interest is construction? Mm-hmm. You want to build. It may be big buildings or houses or just general construction well, what steps do you need to take? Right. And that's what today's topic is going to be about.
1: Right, I think a lot of people uh, recently have become way more interested in construction because they were forced to do a lot of DIY stuff around when they were locked down in their house. That's why you know construction materials are at an all-time high and you know material shortages were a real thing because everybody took that opportunity of the year of lockdowns to, to do whatever needed to be done around the house because what else are you
0: going to do? All right, so let's start off this conversation, Donnie. You, again, being a general contractor, you know this. How do you take the first step of you want to build right. or be in construction, what what do you do?
1: I think the most important thing is to find out what you're most interested in. Construction jobs, uh, you know, there's a wide array of those, and not everybody is just like we're not all good at the same things. Not everybody is suited for uh, each one of these. Like I'm a terrible electrician. I stay away from electrical because it'll burn somebody's house down. And uh, uh thankfully, I have a wonderful electrician who I lean on and and he really, Teaches me a lot, but at the same time, I would rather pay him because that's what he does for a living. And uh, that being said, you know, I'm sure I'm way better at concrete work than he is because I grew up doing that. So um, I, I would advise, and I sat around thinking about this, and I was, what what kind of advice would I be able to give somebody who just didn't have any construction experience or, or really limited DIY experience? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've commented on a show maybe a year or so ago. There's a book out there called How Your House Works. When I stumbled across this book, I thought to myself. It summed up my whole college experience and, you know, just a short read. It's not a short read, but it's not a big book either. Mm-hmm. And if you go from start to finish in that book, I feel like there are going to be certain chapters that are just way more intriguing to you than others. And I would start there and, and find out just what piques your interest. So um, I think I
0: didn't I get you a copy. Yeah, I've got a copy of that book, and you're exactly right. So I'll come from the layman's point of view on that. The book is easy to read. And things that, even though we talk about it a lot, like Mm -hmm. ventilation, the best, clearest description of how ventilation works in your house and how it's tied together to so many things, uh, plumbing, electrical, not that you have to fix these things, Mm -hmm. but just How do they work, as the book title says. It's a great little book.
1: Right. My son is a freshman uh, construction major at East Carolina, and I made sure he had a copy of that in his hand. And side note, uh, my copy is, gosh, five, six years old. Mm -hmm. And the one that I got for you, and I think the one that I got for Caleb is uh, far more updated because, of course, energy codes have changed and things are just not what they were even a decade ago. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend ordering that on Amazon. It's probably $20 or something, Mm but um, I think colleges should dumb down things to say, hey, you know, if you're going to take a general construction course, this is a book that should be part of that curriculum. And uh, I feel like almost uh, colleges overshoot when they they teach you the too big of a picture and not uh, something that simplifies things. Like you mentioned, the illustrations in that book are just straight to the point and really good, I think.
0: You know, Donnie, I think back, we did a show one time when we had someone write us a question, a girl, and she was asking about getting into construction industry. And I remember you gave her a couple of Tips. Whatever happened to her? You yeah, know?
1: she emailed in, and um, if I remember correctly, she was interested in getting into welding or heating and air, something like that. Right. And, uh She didn't know if she should be hired by a local contractor, and um, uh, and I basically came at her and told her that shoot for broad, and then narrow your focus. Kind of like what I just said is get a general idea of the big picture, and then whatever piques your interest, I would go in that direction. But um, uh, you know, get focusing on a specialty trade. I don't think is the right way to get started, but I did encourage her to to get into it because, you know, there aren't a lot of women in construction and that's just a known fact. But um, I do know that there are several building companies out there that are pushing for diversity in that area. And when you talk about being a big fish in a small pond, that's definitely what she would be if she were cut out for that. So I just told her not to get discouraged and you know, it's okay to accept the low person on the totem pole job and as long as you're an eager learner, all that would work out. And I do remember referencing Anne of All Trades who we had on a show a while back and Anne is just a, a wonderful lady who gave us her time to do the show. And Anne is so well versed in so many things and just very well rounded that uh, she's carved out a really profitable business for herself. And mm-hmm. we need to follow up with her because she was building her school to teach other people how to do what she does. That's right. And I don't know where that stands, but I'll definitely post an update on the website.
0: All right, Donnie, you and I went about our our jobs, our careers in the two different paths mm-hmm. we're mainly going to talk about today. Mine obviously is based on radio and mm-hmm. production, but one of us did college, one of us did mm-hmm. trade. And for a degree or for getting into the construction business, mm-hmm. it's one of those two avenues. So let's start with that.
1: Right. Well, um, th- there's four things that I want to talk about. You know, The university degree route, uh, trade school route, of course, uh, just straight work experience and then an apprenticeship. But I actually double majored in construction management and architecture, and I stayed an extra year. Both of those uh, were the same classes or both of those had the same class requirements all the way through year three and then in year four of course you have to focus on your specialty but i uh, my fourth year did construction management and i stayed one extra year and picked up the architecture major which really served me well uh, when i first got started in the building business i made a name for myself because i would draw all my own house plans and i would offer that as a free service so mm-hmm. i would give the i would give the customer a fingerprint uh, of a house plan. So nobody had anything like that. And I would do that under the agreement that they let me be the general contractor and build the house. So um, the business major thing was going fine. And I didn't realize how much I was really picking up because I didn't pay attention as close as I did when I eventually switched to construction. But what made me switch is I'm working on my dad's job site. And of course, my dad is a footing subcontractor. So we're out there in the 100 degree heat. And uh, the general contractor calls him on a Nextel. And um, the Nextel, uh, sorry. Right. I had one of those too. So this guy, Rick, was one of my favorite contractors of my dad's because he used to bring his Gatorades and everything. And I'm like, Dad, where's where's Rick? Why, why isn't he coming by? And he said, Well, Rick's at the beach, son. So, wait a minute. Well, Rick's at the beach and we're digging his footings. We're making progress on his house, and he just communicated via cell phone or Nextel, and he's making money while he's on vacation with his family. And right then and there, I said, that's what yep. I want to do.
0: That's where the eagle flies over with the American flag, <laughs> and, and you go, God bless America. There's right. capitalism.
1: Right. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, pretty clear picture after that. And not only did I do that, I told my plan to a couple of my buddies, and they all jumped ship with me. And uh, coincidentally, me and those both of those guys have had pretty successful construction careers, and they still do it to this day hmm
0: So the advantage of that university degree is has started to pay off, but what are the, some of the things you had to go through to get it?
1: So, um, well, with the university degree, uh, of course, I, I lost a little bit of time by declaring my major in another area, uh, but when I got into it, uh, because I already had some construction experience, I seemed to breeze through it pretty good, and I'd say really the, the type of job that you're shooting for uh, would is what would point you towards a university degree versus a trade school. So construction management, like I said, if that's something that you – Uh, Want to get into then? Then definitely, university is a good way to do that. Uh, Surveying things that require a lot of computer and math experience, uh, you can get that with a university degree. Architecture, architectural Mm -hmm. technology—what I just mentioned—that I did, I couldn't have done that without the degree. I had at least eight, nine, ten hours a day, some days, in the lab learning how to do AutoCAD, and I had some teachers who were very old school, which I'm, I'm thankful for now, but. They really, um, they were really hard on us, and when I came out, I was as ready as anybody, but um, if you ever thought about being an engineer, which uh, I almost carried my career on to be an engineer because I wanted that stamp, and I only needed two extra years of school to do that, but I just got busy with life and, of course, um, moved on to some other things, but if civil engineer, structural engineer, if any of that piques your interest, definitely need to go to school for that. Uh, landscape architecture doesn't sound complicated, but there's a lot to it, Um Town and county planning. So anybody who works in the planning department, you can tell that, of course, that's a button-up shirt and slacks job. But Mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot to it. And, um, of course, it requires a lot of work experience, but a starting point is from a university degree. Uh, Environmental health consultant, these are the people who come out and they tell you where your well and your septic locations have to go, but you have to be able to read topography maps, and there's just a lot more to it than what you would think. But uh, jobs in sustainability, uh, heritage conservation, things like that, all will go better for you if you have a university degree to do that. And the last four that I mentioned often require a master's degree. It's worth noting.
0: So now that we know the specific things you aim for to learn about in a college degree, there are still pros and cons. Let's go over some of those, Donnie. Yeah, I would
1: say a pro, and this is personally speaking, I think uh, you know, a couple of employers were looking at me and they saw that I made good grades, dean's list, and mm-hmm. um, that I double majored and everything. So basically what that says about you is if your parents aren't standing over your shoulder saying, how are your grades, how are your grades, and you're at college on your own, and if you can make good grades as a college student with all that's going on around you, I think that that translates to the fact that you'll be a good worker because it does require quite a bit of time. Sure does. Uh, those core classes that, that are required to get your degree – Um, You know, especially a lot of those business classes that I ended up taking as well. um, All those helped me in the long run. So the math classes were harder than I'd ever experienced in high school, but very thankful for all that because in construction math is a real thing. And if Mm -hmm. you're not good at math, you're not going to go far. So the core classes give you uh, a big advantage, and they they also make you a lot more well-rounded. Marketing was one of those things in the as a business. I kept the business as a minor, and the marketing classes were. Uh, instrumental into what I'm doing now because, of course, I have to market my building business. I have to market my roofing company, and I hated marketing. And I, I you know, just things like knowing, understanding what a target market is, and understanding uh, what kind of demographics uh, are going to be spending money for for what you offer as a service. Uh, just yeah, understanding and that's, all that—that's what
0: I deal with. I'm the brains behind this
1: operation when it comes to marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um. And if there had to be a con, I would say cost and time.
0: And I guess it's an investment. and the freshman twenty. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're going to gain weight your first year, just telling you that.
1: Um, but yeah, the cost and the time, you know, there's a lot of people who don't go this route and they're four years into their career and they have on, on the job training and they're probably going to be making more than you are when you get out. But uh, I would say that you do have a slight advantage because that degree is going to open doors that wouldn't be
0: open otherwise. And this is the Carolina Contractor Show, by the way, you're listening to. And we're talking about if you're interested in be joining the construction industry and you're not sure what path you should take. Maybe you're, you're a teenager. Maybe you're kind of halfway through life and you're looking for a new career. Mm-hmm. This will give you some ideas. I'm a big fan. Donnie is too. Big fan of trade schools. Mm-hmm. I love it when you know something specific you want to do that you can go to a school and get it done in a few months, sometimes just in weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to two trade schools for my gig. I went to a music school in Los Angeles, and it was affiliated with UCLA. It was Musicians Institute, holla. And then I went (laughs) to a recording school in Ohio that was affiliated with Ohio State University. And so I went to those trade schools and got credits for associate degrees and learned what I wanted to learn and was done very quickly. I had no debt. I had to pay for it myself. I worked a year, went to school, worked a year, went to school, and I was done. And I had my certifications, my associate's degree. It's a great way to do it. You can learn a lot of stuff. But for construction, you definitely know more about trade schools than I would, Donnie. So let's let you take that over.
1: Yeah, I'll just try to uh, focus on the main three things that, that I've Deal with in my day to day. If you think you'll be a tradesperson uh, in the areas of plumbing, mechanical, and electrical, trade school is definitely the way to go. And basically, these trades are things that require a license, and uh, you know, trade school is a is a minimum re- requirement to go take the test for the plumbing, mechanical, and electrical. And and I'll talk about this in terms of how a house is built. You know, of course, it starts with the survey, the footings, foundation, and then the framing. Uh, foundation work, framing, footings, none of that requires uh, anything. It doesn't require any schooling at all. And then after the framing is complete, you know, the house is up, you have a structure, you have an envelope, um, the the guts of the house, the plumbing, mechanical, and electrical are three things that all go in. And, and like I mentioned, you have to have a license for all three of these. So the way it works is the plumber comes in and of course he has hard drain pipe. So the plumber typically does his work first and he establishes where all the bathrooms are because that's not uh, an option if you go by the blueprints and the heating and air guy usually follows him because their ducts are flexible and they can go around the hard pipe of the plumbing and the electrician is usually the last person to go in there because his wires of course have flexibility uh his the, the equipment that he installs is usually smaller than what everybody else installs and at the end of his process he usually has to wire up the heating and air unit that's already in place so um but those three things are are definitely critical components to the house, and there's a big need for all three of those. So trade school, I feel like it's a good starting point. If you have had any high school experience working in any of those trades and and you like that, definitely recommend that because they're all getting paid more than they ever have.
0: Now, I didn't live at home while going to school Mm because I was in LA for one and Ohio and the other and and lived in North Carolina. But in between those two trade schools, I came home, worked a full-time job and lived at home. So I saved a huge amount of money Mm -hmm. doing that there's a big con here. Mm -hmm. Your degree smokes me in anything I would get through trade school because you have to learn about all these trades to some degree to be a general contractor. What are other cons to trade school?
1: Uh, Basically, it just limits you to that trade. So if you get in and if you get into that field and you decide that you don't like your job, you pretty much have to start all over. And so what you're 30 year tenured producer. So, I mean, you hit it
0: right on the money and you're the the best in the biz what is it world famous dj no 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 world famous dj on instagram was taken so i took world's most famous oh, DJ. <laughs> that's
1: right very creative but i'll give you an example so i have a uh, neighbor and i call him my nephew he's not my nephew but um uh, might as well be and his name's cody cody's 20 years old uh cody's dad is a heating and air guru and uh probably one of the smartest people i know shout out to justin here uh but cody decided he wanted to following his dad's footsteps and of course his dad wisely made him go to work for somebody else Uh, and so Cody's getting training from this other guy while going to school at the same time so I kind of pictured that like he's double dipping and he's Mm -hmm. you know advancing his career as fast as possible but Cody would go to school first thing in the morning he'd be out by noon and then go work on the job site from noon uh, to complete the rest of the day and when I say he is sharp as a tack uh, he has he's come a long way in just a couple few years and uh, Cody's going to uh, make a good life for himself at an early age.
0: Yeah, work ethic, that kind of leads to the next part of this. And no matter what your degree is, no matter your education, experience is what makes you different from yep. from the rest. So it, if you're 18, and you or I'm sorry, say you started working in a, a construction field without a certification at right. 18, now you're 25. Somebody else comes on the scene and they flash their, I'm Donnie Blanchard, I got a general contractor's <laughs> license. You still know a lot more about the construction business than someone fresh out of college because of that work experience. And you can actually make a career only through that because there's many uh, examples like carpentry Mm -hmm. that you don't necessarily need to go to a college or a trade school to excel at. I mean, did Jesus go to trade school?
1: I don't know. I would
0: have loved to to see some of his work. I know it would someone, it would be on eBay.
1: You know that. That's right. No, you made me think about something. And, um, My goal as a general contractor is to hire subcontractors who know more than me about their trade. I'll use my dad, for instance. You know, I make one phone call. I give him the plans. I say, hey, the surveyor has all the pins in the ground. Um, Here's the blueprint. And my dad's going to go out there and he knows uh, more than anybody else about his trade. So it's a one phone call thing. Uh, He's very self sufficient. I don't have to worry about the inspector. I don't have to worry about the concrete. I don't have to worry about measuring the concrete. Right. Uh, And so, you know, he just basically is good at what he does. And my goal is to have my whole subcontractor base be just like that so that they do know more than I do about their trade. I understand the big picture. I understand how to get the inspections passed, and I understand what the finished product is supposed to look like, but all the trades that are involved along the way are important.
0: Through your experience, Donnie, what are some examples of other trades that people have done that they didn't necessarily go to school yeah. for that you deal with? He does He does footings. Uh, he doesn't do foundations. Okay. Of course, the
1: footing, uh, he leaves a flat surface for the brick mason to come in and follow behind, but okay. uh, he basically digs the ditch, pours the concrete, and uh, the brick mason. I'm sorry, the surveyor comes out after my dad finishes his trade, and then puts the same pins back in the ground that he put for my dad to dig. Mm-hmm. And those pins give the founder or the uh, brick mason the points to go by. Gotcha, so they okay. lay their foundation. Uh, concrete work, aside from footings, is uh, what we call flat work. So that that's all your slabs, your your concrete gotcha. on your porches and things like that. And um, that's a really good trade. Not a lot of people can afford to do that because of all the forms and all the uh, tools that you have to have. That's just not something the average guy can pick up and get started with. Right, right. And it's really complicated. It, it, it truly is art. Framing uh, is a really good one to get into. And um, roofing, of course, you, you don't yeah. need anything but work experience to do roofing. I have guys that work for me. These guys are some of the sharpest people that I, I know. They've been working for me so long. They know what I expect, but they also understand uh what the warranty requirements are and there's it's not just slapping some shingles on there's a That's lot right. to a roof and especially you offer these 50-year warranties that we do they have to be installed very specifically in us and in a certain way or you disqualify the homeowner for their extended warranty side note my crew leader is uh gosh he's such a smart guy he's been with me for 15 years and we worked for a builder uh right out of college and he was the framing guy he worked for his uncle and i kind of did what my dad does i brought a bobcat to the job site cleared it off bring the backhoe, dig the footings, and this builder you know, gave me a shot as a young man. So uh, Carlos is his name, and Carlos and I got to be friends. He would send us out of town to work on jobs, and they would help me with the footing, and I would help them with the framing. I had just come out of college with a degree to read blueprints, and Carlos could read blueprints better than I could. And I said, if I'm ever going to be self-employed, I'm getting that guy, and I got him, and we're great friends. He's almost like family now, and uh, siding was the next thing on my list and, uh, siding doesn't sound glamorous or too complicated. And, and it's really not. Once you do a few houses, you know, um, you can tell a good siding contractor from a bad by looking at his, his work. But when I say that they're in high demand, I mean, I have siding guys that are very loyal to me and I still have to wait on them for weeks at a time. So siding is definitely in high demand and a, uh, a good thing to get work experience in for a summer job, uh, trim carpentry. If you are a perfectionist, trim carpentry is probably right up your alley. So, uh, you know, I, I always make the comment, uh, framing minded and trim carpentry minded. So when you're talking about somebody, a, a worker, for instance, I have a repair crew and I tell folks all the time, these guys are trim carpentry minded. They very, they, they're slower. They take their time, but everything is just right. And so, uh, that's really what it takes to be a successful trim carpenter. And, and uh, on top of that years in the field, to right. learn from somebody, uh, cabinet builder kind of falls in that same category. Cabinet installer, not as much because, uh, the cabinets are already built, uh, but there is an art to the installation to hide the joints and so forth. Painting was the last thing I had on my list. Uh, always a need for a good painter out there. And there's a ton of work. I just recommend letting someone take you under their wing and showing you the ropes and, and teaching you what the difference between quality and not would be.
0: There's a lot of math required. If you don't like math, you might want to move along to something else. <laughs> right. uh, but what are some of the other cons? Um, a con,
1: I'd say that it's a slower road. So, you know, it's going to take, you're going to start out as the low man on the totem pole. Um, you're probably not going to make any more than entry level wages uh, in the beginning, and you really have to prove yourself because there are all these older people working that don't want you to take their spot, and that's a real thing. I remember having to fight off my back at a, as a young man in my twenties, and uh, they might like you, but they don't want you to take their spot, regardless. No, 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 no. And uh, you know, if you do like it, and you work your way in, and you know, you like all the people you work with, you could get really comfortable and be there for twenty years, and you know, everything has a maxed out wage. Uh, it kind of limits your potential or limits your ceiling, in other words. So, uh, you know, you may be 40, 45 years old figuring out that you want to go do something else, and sometimes that's too late.
0: This is the Carolina Contractor Show, and today we're talking about people interested going into construction, what they might want to do. And we got about five minutes left here. There's a fourth pathway here. Mm-hmm. It used to be very common and kind of disappeared, but now it's starting to come back. A local HVAC company in my town of Wilson had it on their digital sign. Apprentice wanted. Let's talk about that real quick.
1: Right, yeah. Apprenticeships are just required for for very specialty trades. So things, uh, jobs that you don't think about until you need it is a good way to word that. And mm-hmm. uh, most people have heard of you know carpenters and brick masons, architects. But uh, there's a lot of apprenticeships out there for things that you don't consider, like um, a job like a steeplejack that requires an apprenticeship, a conservation expert, archaeologist, a tunneling engineer, just. Odd jobs, and um, there's no way around doing those without an apprenticeship. And I think that's one of those things you just you can't dive in without having several years under your belt. But uh, another pro to that is uh, there's not very much competition. Anything that's going to require an apprenticeship, of course, you don't. The, the con is you don't get paid to do an apprenticeship, so it's hard to get people in those trades if your life situation just doesn't allow you to uh, live while you do that apprenticeship. Then it's just not an option. But Everything that, that requires that is usually a very specialty trade and you're not going to have a lot of competition.
0: All right, Donnie, what would you attribute really helped you that might not be as tangible as getting a degree or a trade or a certification? Mm. What was it when you were in school gave gave you maybe that mm. leg up for a
1: career? Mm. I, I would say uh, a few a few things. My dad, number one, he worked me like a grown man since I was a teenager I didn't like it. I didn't always like him, but I mm. had a really good base. I could lay a footing out when I did my, my uh, when, when I went through classes that required me to go pull two or three tapes and diagonals and square up a building and lay out a building. You know, I didn't need the teacher to tell me anything. I was showing other people in the class. Your how to do dad it.
0: was Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, and all of a sudden much. you realized you knew how to do this.
1: Exactly. And so uh, that was my base. But I would say that I, I, I didn't have a job my freshman year, but every other year I was in college, I worked one or two jobs the entire time. And they weren't construction jobs unless it was in the summer. And of course, I worked for my dad and the framing contractor I just mentioned. I worked other jobs. And subconsciously, as a young man, I was taking a page out of this guy's book and that guy's book. Yeah, yeah. And so I bet I had, I don't know, 15, 20 bosses by the time I... Uh, wow. went out. Went, by the time I went to work for myself, and like I said, I had a little bit of this guy's style and that guy's style, and, and it just translated to what I do now. But um I do advise young people, at, while you're taking, whether it be trade school or whether it's a university degree, I would strive to really capitalize on every summer. You've got three-plus months to try out different things, and, and you'll find out pretty quick if you don't like that trade. I do recommend sticking it out. It's not like you can quit in the middle of a summer job
0: doesn't apply just to construction, anything in life. If you have experience and you have relationships, you can go a long way. We'll have this information up on the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And of course, if you want to listen to the podcast, we'll get that up in the near future and you can download it and listen to it at your own convenience. Again, thecarolinacontractor.com. Hope you learned a lot. and We'll talk more about this subject in the future on the Carolina Contractor Show. Your roof is the most important part of your home. Make sure you're protected with SureTop Roofing. We're locally owned, operated, and have proudly been serving the Triangle for the last decade. Plus, we offer a 50-year warranty on our shingles and 10 years on labor. If you're a veteran, ask us about our Roofs for Troops rebate program. Visit SureTopRoofing.com and listen to our weekly radio show at TheCarolinaContractor.com. SureTop Roofing, we've got you covered.